With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Good morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you may be listening to this. Hello and welcome to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. I'm Dr. Terry Munther, along with author and entrepreneur Tom Legering. Each month we get together on this program to discuss and share ideas for meeting personal and financial goals and improving the quality of our lives. We'll talk about the tried and true concepts found in the book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours. And we also hear from guests and business partners about their projects, their success stories, and how they're finding their path to a happy, healthy, and successful life. We hope you'll join in the conversation by calling or emailing us with your thoughts and comments. And with that, we would hope that you would contact us on www.blogtalkradio forward slash boomer and babe or Tom uh, success or failure, uh, org. I think I've got that right, Tom. It's been a couple months since we've been together. And, Tom, you and I, again, are separated by a 1,000 miles or so. I'm in Washington State, and you're back in uh, sunny Sun City, Arizona. How are you doing? Doing very well, and, and you're correct. This is sunny Sun City. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it gets rather warmish here, but uh, it's still good golfing weather, and, uh, you know, it, it's just excellent uh, place to to live and, and see uh people making progress with their lives by either playing golf or just coming to our lectures or going to one of our classes. It's it's really an uplifting experience for myself and really uh, gets into a lot of what we're trying to accomplish. I was going to say also that people can call in today uh, and write into the show while we're on. It's one nine one seven three eight eight. Four one six two. That's one nine one seven three eight eight one four one six two. I got. I I I did the number twice in order to make a mistake. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Terry, I understand that you have a new job and that you're. Uh, it's it's not. It's a new job to you, but in the same field that you've always been in. So you want yeah. to let our, our guests know how that's going? Yeah, well, sure. It's, it's kind of an exciting time. Um, you know, for those that may not uh, have checked out the show or know that much about us, um, Tom and I are uh, 
have tried to be retired, and both of us have failed miserably at retirement. Uh, but we we have been partners in working together on this project called Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours. Tom had written the book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, and uh, we got together in Sun City, Arizona uh, at uh, Tom's Club, which is the Sun City Country Club. And actually, uh, I read the book, was impressed with it. Tom knew my background as an educator and presenter. And uh, so we've been together the last few years presenting um, to businesses, to colleges, to homeless people, to those in need, uh, whoever could use the type of training about how do we plan our path to success throughout our lives, uh, which means setting goals and accomplishing those goals, whether they be to get a, a job or to acquire X amount of wealth or simply to be healthier and happier. And that's what the book's about, and that's what we've presented, and, and that's what we've partnered on. And so we, we share ideas each month on this program, and sometimes with guests who have used uh, parts of the book or concepts from the book and, and talking about how they've found success or they're on their journey to success anyway. As part of that, we've also talked about you know reassessing and setting goals and it doesn't matter what stage of your life you're in. You know, one of the classes we gave was to retirees in the Arizona area uh, about those people, what's next? You know, you've retired. You've had your career. Many of them were looking for a second or third career. Many were looking to take up a new instrument or a new hobby. And so really that's kind of how this all comes into play. Uh, it, it, I kind of model what I preach sometimes. Uh, I had been retired from education. I was a superintendent of schools for many years and principal teacher before that, of course, and then retired. We spent quite a bit of time in Arizona where, around where Tom is. Um, but, you know, like we talk about, we often reassess and we look at new goals and new opportunities. And uh, this is a day and age where retirement age doesn't mean much as long as you're healthy. And so, um, you know, it was always the thought I could do something else, and if I can be helpful to a community or to a school or to kids, it's what Tom always talks about almost every month is the give back factor. Um, you know, we've had great lives and careers and uh, families, and we always have to look at what can we give back as well. Well, an opportunity came for all of that for me. And um, where I live in Washington State, beautiful com uh, community in northeast Washington called Loon Lake, uh, about 30 miles north of Spokane. Uh, beautiful mountains and trees and lakes, obviously. And anyway, there was an opportunity uh, to assist the community, to assist the school district here uh, with uh, taking on the superintendency and helping out the district as well as uh, new challenges for me. And so... Um, the rest is kind of history. I'm now acting as superintendent of schools for the Loon Lake School District, and we're moving forward and getting ready for our start of school, and it's an exciting time and a busy time, and I'm back in the saddle after five years of uh, at least semi-retirement and doing some other things along the way, and so that, that's exciting. Um, so that's what I'm doing, Tom. <laughs> it's a, a busy time. I'm, I'm here in the school office. Um, with the phone ringing and 
parents and kids coming in, and, you know, it's an exciting time, and it feels kind of, uh, again, it's good to, to see young people and energy and that sort of thing. So that's a nice change as well. You know, what the the things that you touched on is, is how things are really going now, especially with the economy being what it is and, and people looking. They, they don't they can't really retire, but they can't really, um, you know, just keep working into something that they haven't planned for. So a lot of times plans get altered. And really what you were talking about is, you know, you and I both being failures at, at retirement. So, but it's like, how do you give back? How do you make some scratch on the earth? How do you actually help some other person without... Uh, just writing them a check. I mean, uh, in some cases, that's fine if, if that's how you want to do it. But to actually get in and participate with people, I remember when we were teaching the the victims. I mean, the uh, homeless vets uh, down in, in downtown Phoenix. And the one gentleman that we talked to, he just sat with his arms crossed the whole time. And he's and finally, I asked him I, after about three meetings. I said, you, "Are you not getting anything out of this class?" He said. You keep asking me to make a goal and to plan. And he says, I already know what I want. I don't want to hear that anymore. I said, well, what do you want? He says, I want to work with horses. You want to, that's it? I remember that, yeah. He just said, I don't want to be around people. I don't like people. I like horses. And it took me about three phone calls to find him a place to go and got him a bus ticket, and away he went. You know, I mean, there was a happy camper. I mean, it's sometimes you know exactly what you want, but it's it's frustrating because you don't know how easy it is to have the things that you want. And that's that, – I, I speak every week at Eve's Place, a shelter for victims of domestic violence, and that's something that that affects 25% of our population – not to mention the the kids and all the other peripheral people involved in things like that and how it distorts lives. Well, one of the things that we that I've been teaching, I I I, I break down the, the book so that they can see exactly what we're talking about and have them use it because it's a workbook. And I make them go through and write different passages in it so they can start. But one of the things that we we work on is three words. It's victim, survivor, and thriver. And so I just give them these simple definitions. And I I was really using this in about the last month, and people are really responding to it because they can see themselves in one of these positions. And it's victim is a person who suffers from a destructive or injurious action. A survivor is a person who carries on despite hardships or trauma to persevere or courageous enough to make changes in their lives by writing plans and achieving goals for success they decide. They have decided. And so you you look into that, those things, and then to be a thriver, that's a person like yourself and myself we're happy doing what we're doing. Therefore, we're a successful person. It doesn't matter how much money you got. It matters, are you happy doing what you're doing? And what's happening here, I spend about 30% of my time on the business, 
and about 40% of my time or 30 hours on business and 40 hours on on uh volunteer things and it's it's really a wonderful feeling to have a combination of things where you feel comfortable you don't feel like you're stuck in a job that's never ending and only pressure 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 and more i have to do more to make less and all those kind of things well that's that's the kind of treadmill that people get on and like i tell them this is not a dress rehearsal for the life you want to live this is the life you're gonna live and so if you can learn just 10 two-letter words if it is to be it is up to me and i keep putting that on them and i make them write it every week and it's amazing how people are taking to those 10 two-letter words Mm -hmm. It's just a, a wonderful part of what what we're doing, and then the the other thing I I put success is I I I define success as, and this is personal success is being happy doing what you're doing and a successful person is happy doing what they're doing success is getting what you want okay happiness is different because a lot of times success you have a goal and you go out and achieve the goal. But happiness is wanting what you get. So if this life is not that you're in right now is not what you want and you're not wanting what you're getting, it's in your power if you take those ten two letter words to make changes and that's really what this radio show is about. That's what what Terry and I are actually here for, to try to let people understand. It's very simple. A compound complex problem is as simple as ten two letter words. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. You know, and the other thing, Tom, that we've we've talked about. I mean, a lot of the book and a lot of our our teaching is is you know defining success and going through your definition of success and visualizing that out and then working backwards and and having you know your to do lists and action plans and. And we talk about that each month. You know, for me, it was a matter, and I guess a, a, it would be a an offshoot of, of that, in that as people are setting new goals, which is which is entirely fine throughout our lives, that, okay, what's next? You know, what's my next definition of success? Uh, for me, and I think for many of us, um, and it doesn't matter what age, it does not have to be retirement and looking for another career. It's it's a matter of reassessing what our definition of success is. Um, you know, when I was climbing the career ladder in my chosen career, it was get to a bigger school, get to a bigger school district, uh, get to a state office, get, you know, more money along the way, but a climbing of a career ladder. Before I took this job, my reassessment was if I was to go back and utilize some of my experience and what I think are my strengths, I think I would want to do it in a smaller community, a smaller school, um, and be able to help more and be on the ground level more with with the children, with the parents. And so it was a total reassessment. Uh, some might say, well, that's kind of going backwards from where you were. Well, I've been there. It's not going backwards for me. It's a reassessment of what would be success to me at this age, at this stage in my life. 
So that was that was a, a piece I did, and I know a lot of it was uh, to my you know, credit to my wife, who said, "Okay, you've been retired, you've done it, you've golfed a lot. You know, we love Arizona, we we love Washington State. Uh, what's next for you? You know, you're you're you know, doctor says you're healthy, so you're not going to die right away. So what's next?" And and she kind of kept pushing me to to rethink where. I could be utilized and, and where, where I would feel needed and wanted again, which was good. And so I did that reassessment of my definition of success and came up with what I said. You know, if I could work in a small area, small school with kids, um, that, that would be fun. I would do that again. Well, and then, of course, I had to reassess, and we tell this to people too. Well, so what are your strengths? Um, you know, a strength of mine, obviously, I'd had 30-plus years in education and administration and experience. And so, you know, I yeah, I can do that. I think I communicate well. And you go through all that. What are your weaknesses? Well, I've been out a while, so I guess I better do some learning again. And so I really, uh, if I was going to move in this direction, had to relearn and learn what was new in the field, what was new research, what were new educational requirements, et cetera. As we tell people, you got to go back to school, you go back to school, and I kind of had to do that. I think the next step that, that I did and I would recommend then is, you know, you really have to visualize, and you say this, Tom, uh, visualize yourself being there. You know, what does it look like? What's the school look like? What size is it? What what are the age of the kids, et cetera? And really kind of prepare yourself to being in a position like that. And then most interestingly for me, and this is my strongest recommendation of today, is if you then feel good about that new direction, that new goal, and you feel like you're ready to do that, then you got to get it out to the universe that you're ready. Uh, sitting in your house, or not talking about it, not sharing it with anyone is the exact opposite thing to do. You know, sometimes we say, that's my business. It's nobody else's business what I'm thinking. Well, if you're thinking you might want to do something, get it out to the universe. Get it out to people. Say, you know, I'm really thinking I might want to do this. Case in point, me. I'm on your golf course, Tom, um, talking with people uh that some I knew, some I didn't know. And they said, how long have you been retired? I said, oh, five years, and here's what from. And you ever think about going back to work? He said, well, I've done some things in real estate. I work with Tom on projects. I said, if I was ever to really go back to work, I think I'd just want to do it in a small school, small school district, um, where I could go back and really feel needed and wanted and like I was giving back. Uh, but I wouldn't want to go back to a big system. But I, I think I'd be ready to do that, and I am ready to do that. I may want to pursue that. That was a conversation like that on your golf course, and I think it was in April. See, those, those to me are, are the things that once we realize that we are in charge of, of our happiness, we are in charge of our successes, we are in charge of our lives, and yeah. most people say, well, oh, I would like to do this, but I can't. Well, why is that? You can't. So you, if you say you can't, you're absolutely correct. I mean, there is no way you will ever be successful saying I can't do that because right. you won't even try. So the whole point that we're trying to get people to understand is success or failure, the choice is yours. And now with that, it's just like yourself. How do you... 
how do we live, you know, you've lived a very productive life, and I mean exemplary of, you know, the struggles and all the things that going up in education and how tough that business, I mean, as a business model, that is a, that is a tough thing. But, you know, in some cases, I mean, people like me that are not in that part, I go into areas that are what you would call not uh, econo- that are economically disadvantaged. And the people really don't understand the value of education. It's, it's, it's really maddening, and they go to schools and they're not really being taught. So, you know, or they're being taught stuff that doesn't help them. In, you know, to reach success or to understand. And I think what we're doing is losing a lot of great minds that could be the, the next jo- uh, job or uh, Gates or any of these kind of people, but they don't, get, they don't get headed in those directions. So I really applaud you for going into a, a smaller school district where it, you don't have as much, excuse the expression, political... Poli- PC, politically correct activities. I mean, an education is fraught with that. My my daughter's in the, a teacher in the L.A. City school system, or actually it's a Torrance City school system in California. And, I mean, the, the pressures on those teachers is just unbelievable. She's teaching special needs kids. And, I mean, there's they just don't make very long, you know. It's very hard. Yeah. Be well, I think yeah. correct with it. Yeah, you know, and for here, you know, and which is what I put in in the local newspaper. You know, our job is to build a school system and give kids the education that they deserve, the best education that they deserve, the best education that our community deserves, and the best education our nation deserves. And that means nothing short of being the most creative, the most caring, the most family-oriented, yet holding high standards and building a system in this little community where people who are outside this little community say, ooh, we got to get our kids in that school district. That's They're really doing things, and they're doing them right. And, you know, I believe that. I believe we're heading in that direction. We've got work to do, but... Uh, you know, I'm excited about that, and I think as long as we keep that philosophy and keep that image of success, I think we're going to be very successful in our small little community here, and uh, and kids and community will benefit from it. So I, I hope so. Um, but, you know, back, back to how it, how it came about, you know, and that's what I, you know, I would really recommend to people. If you're looking for a job, you're looking to volunteer, you're looking to do something, tell everybody you see about it. Uh, just kind of share what your goal or your idea of success would be. It's amazing how networking and it's just amazing how it works sometimes. Like I said, my conversation, I was just kind of throwing it out there. I think I've made a decision. I, I'd be happy going back and doing something in a small school district. It wasn't uh, but a few weeks later. Somehow, uh, you know, a firm that does uh, searches, for administrators in the state of Washington gave me a call and said, we heard you might be interested in getting back in, in the business. I said, wow. <laughs> See, that, what, what you're just describing is, I, I, can, I call that one door closes, one door opens. When yeah. your mind 
is, you know, like people say, well, opportunities always knocking. There's always opportunities. Only if your mind is ready to accept the opportunity that's knocking instead of saying, well, what's all that noise over there? You know, it's because you didn't set it down on paper and it's physically writing with your hand, just picking up a pencil or a pen and paper and write down what it is, taking a, a, a short time, and this is what I do with victims of domestic violence. I mean, I make them start writing and then they don't have to share. I, I never tell them they have to share with me. I say they can. If you want to share some things, that's okay. If you don't want to, just have it for yourself. But by getting it in your mind, you will your your subconscious will figure out, well, you know, Terry was really serious. He wanted to go here. You just put it out in the universe and, and the, the right wheels got turned. But when the guy called, you were prepared to say yes. And that's yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. That's what yeah. we're talking about. It's, I, I'm, I'm getting some people, you know, from Eve's place. I do about three to 500 emails a day from people that will contact me and ask for different information. And that's open to anybody. I'm here at, you can reach me at tom at successorfailure.org. Uh, and if if you don't like that number, you can reach me at my business, which is tom at suncitycountryclub.org. The whole point is that there's people out there that will listen to you and respond to your questions. I I ask a lot of people, well, do you want to start a business? I mean, because they'll tell me they have a very hard time getting a job. They say, well, do you want to start a business? They say, well, no, I just want a job. I say, well, do you want a job or do you want just enough money? And they once they get the connection that wanting a job is not just wanting a paycheck. So if you don't want to do the work to make the boss money, you're not getting a job. That's why we have so many people that are underemployed or unemployed because there's no necessity for them to go get a job or to develop a job. So what I teach people is you are a business and the business is you. So if you're very lazy and you're spending five or six hours in front of the TV, um, maybe you should be sitting down with yourself in front of a mirror and uh, have a little come-to-Jesus meeting. You know, what <clears throat> What are you doing with your life, and why are you letting it slide by? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And and I think sometimes, you know, we get we, – I think sometimes our comfort zone is a cocoon. Uh, you know, we, we wrap ourselves up in our house or in front of the TV or whatever and just uh, think, you know, I'm okay here. I'm safe here. If I did anything else, it, it's a change. It's a challenge. It's stressful. Um, and some, But, you know, if, if we envision success as being something other than that, then you're going to have to unwrap the cocoon and get out. And, and I know, you know, even... Probably for me, two or three years ago, I I was happy. I was retired, gladly retired. Um, I would, and if I thought about some things I might want to do, but you know, I wasn't really ready. I wanted to enjoy not having to work, 
not having to get up in the morning at a certain time, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, but if any of us get to a stage then where that's not good enough anymore, then you've got to go through the processes that we're talking about, which is that, okay, let's rethink, let's reassess, let's reevaluate, let's set goals, uh, let's look at what we need to do to get there, let's visualize what it's going to look like at the end, do an action plan, and then get it out there that this is what you're trying to do. That That is so absolutely correct. I mean, uh, this is this is why the, I wrote the book. I actually wrote the book just for my kids so they could figure out for themselves where where they want to be and they don't have to compete with their dad. They don't have to do this. Or they don't have to do anything I want them to do except be happy. So if they're happy doing what they're doing and it's legal and it and it's not hurting anybody else, I'm all for it. So they're all <clears throat> doing the things they should, and I'm very proud of them. But the, the same thing is that that can work for anyone, but you have to take the time to be in the business of you. And if you're sitting watching TV, then you have to say, what is it actually that I'm doing for myself at this time? And what I try to get people to do is I say, look, if you're if you're reading... Um, if you're reading or watching TV and you do that three hours a day, just take a, a, a note and, and tab yourself. Be a, a time management person. See how much time you spend on TV. And if it's three hours, just take half of it, which is an hour and a half, and sit down with no distractions in a room by yourself, whether you go to a library or wherever you're going to go where no other people are bothering you, you go there and sit there with blank paper and a pencil and a little mirror, and you look into the mirror and you say, the good news is, well, the bad news is, that's the person who's responsible for me not getting what I want. The good news is, that's the same person who's going to write a plan and put the success formula down and have everything that person wants. And I'm in charge of me, therefore, if it is to be, it's up to me, and I'm running myself like a business. I'm going to be ready for opportunities when they come. And it's it's just so important. I try to to point that out to, to my students and different people, but there are mentors. There's mentors. Uh, <clears throat> you can get my book and, and go through that. Just go to successorfailure.org. I think we have it set up so you can download it for, like, five bucks and if your life isn't worth changing for five dollars i mean you're in a a bankrupt business so yeah you know the the thing is if you're happy doing what you're doing don't change anything it's if you're not happy with it and you don't see a direction to it it's like i tell the people in the shelter i said uh how many people in this room have a written plan with goals and i would say i get maybe one out of 200 that actually yeah. has a written goal. And I say, well, here's the point. You don't have a written goal, but you do have a plan. And you're living it. You're living your plan right now. And I said, are there any people in here that five years ago sat down with a pencil and paper and said, oh, I just can't wait for five years to go by so I can be a victim of domestic violence and living in a shelter? 
Is that what you planned for yourself? And they said, no, I didn't plan this. I said, yes, you did. Because your decisions is what brought you there. So we have to take responsibility. I mean, a victim is a victim. And I tell them, it's okay that you were a victim. It was okay that that happened to you. What's not okay is you ever let it happen to you again. If it was bad, how are you going to do something with your life so you say the paramount thing, this is never happening to me again? And then how do we work from there? And I'm telling you, it's like light bulbs go off, like searchlights go off (laughs) on on top of brains. You know, they say, I get it. I get it. And so I'm, I'm seeing... I'm finding a way to break through to people who would normally sit in class with their arms folded and just stare off into space like I'm the only one that has experienced this terrible thing that befell me. And I say, you're not. There's 25% of the population in this country that goes through what you're going through. And your job is to be in business of you, which means you're never going to allow this to happen again. So you're going from victim to survivor to hopefully thriver, and that's only yeah. if you write a plan. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I think you're exactly right. And the only piece I would add to that, then, Tom, is we can't just say, "Okay, I get it, and I've written my to-do list for tomorrow," because it's two things. It's an ongoing thing where we've got to keep pushing ourselves. Every day is a new day. I did my ten list to-do list today. Now you got to write it again and do it again tomorrow and the next day. and then it, So it's one foot in front of the other. And sometimes we need, whether we call it help or a kick in the butt, uh, we need a mentor, we need a pusher, we need a supporter, whatever, a coach, whatever we want to call them, saying, what did you do today uh, toward your reaching success? And if you have to look at yourself and say, you know, I was just tired because I did so much yesterday, <laughs> well, you've just delayed getting there, number one. And if you do that two or three days in a row, then it's really just falling back to where you were again. So I think you're exactly right. I love it when light bulbs come on, but that's oh. not the end of the line. You just you just see it on their faces and their bodies just, you can just see them kind of relax. At, you know, I got it. I know what I got to do. And you know, I, I, when I talk to him about actually having some time with yourself and figuring out what is it that you want and not put up with, well, I I can't do that because. If, if yeah. the sentence starts out that way, stop it. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Now, here's the reasons I cannot, that is, here's the things that is impediments to what I want to accomplish. Well, let's let's look at them. Some of them. You have to figure out how to go around, how to not even attack them, how to just go over them, around them, surround them. Whatever it is, that problem, you have to figure out how to deal with it so it doesn't consume you. And then start looking for reasons why you can. And if you know what you want to accomplish, where is it that you want to be? And like, I I tell people, I mean, my wife and I, at one time, I was in a position making a a very large amount of money every month, and I was spending $15,000 or $20,000 a month on lifestyle, 
I mean spent. There was, you know, you buy a car and the money's gone. You buy this and it's gone. <clears throat> it didn't matter what we were spending it on. It was just gone. And then you look back and you say, well, did any of that make me happy? No. What makes us happy? And both of us, <clears throat> that's why we decided to move to Arizona. We sold our house in Manhattan Beach, California, and we came over here and, and we're very happy. We have a reduced lifestyle. I mean, if not counting business, I mean, we could live on $3,000 a month very easily. I mean, I've worked here for six years without getting a paycheck, and that's just because I love working here. I mean, we're returning the golf course to its former fine status that it used to have. Uh, we've got most of the problems fixed as far as the golf course goes. And so this is all part of a lifestyle plan that I have, and it's finally coming to a place where fruition, where people come and play and they they enjoy it. They bring their friends or they'll start bringing their families out. These are things that that there's there's no money that you can say that well that's worth it because you're making this much because we don't need the money now. So it's able. All I want to do is, with the business model is make it sustainable. I have a brother, of course, that has a different model, but that's another story. But <clears throat> we we just want to make sure that this is sustainable and it, it produces something good. Because when you're finished with your life, I mean, I'm 75, so it's not like I'm planning to go anywhere soon. But you have to have things that you really want to accomplish. And once you accomplish them, then you have to figure out, well, how can I give back for all the rewards I've gotten and had in my life? I've had I've been tipped over. I've I've had problems. But once I got over feeling sorry for myself, it was easy to put the pieces back together. So once you do it, you got the formula. And with yeah. this little book, I mean, there's there's 29 pages. Now, if if you can't take an hour a day, that's six for six lessons, then you you miss the whole point. I mean, it's your life. So uh, I'm what what we do at the at the shelters. I give the people. Uh, books, and then I have them make copies of each chapter so the ladies can and gentlemen can actually get different copies for themselves without having the whole book or or spending any money. So it's just amount that it costs for copies. And then I just want everybody to know also about the book. I mean, what we're doing with that is we're we're working with autistic kids. So the the profit from the book goes to uh, aid autistic kids. And I want, what we did is we had a, in July, we have, uh, every Saturday we have a clinic, and we have a free clinic for autistic kids to come out and learn social skills and motor skills as taught through the game of golf. We're not really trying to get them to be PGA professionals. We're just trying to get them to communicate, learn some social skills, and actually learn the high hand eye hand coordination that's necessary in to play golf. Well, to play golf really well is a lot of work, but to play golf and enjoy it is not a lot of work because if you go out and play minute golf, it's fun. You don't have to be able to hit it 300 yards, you know, and that that's a lot of different things that work like that. But we're very happy with our our, our uh, clinic, but we had spaces for 10 autistic kids. And 
we send out letters to all the different groups that are uh, working with autistic kids, and we said, we would like to in, have you invite any children. The first 10 that apply get to have the free um, clinic. And uh, basically, I had a... I got no responses from any of them because they said, oh, well, just send us the money and then we will handle all of that. They said, there's no money to handle. I'm just donating the, the I'm paying the, the instructors and I bought the, the snag equipment and we're, we're, we put the whole program together. There's no money involved. I have the place and I'm inviting them. There was no, I got no response. So I got one person that said, well, you have to advertise more. And I don't want to spend money on advertising, and we we try to contact people, but we've only had three three kids show up, and I had ten slots. So we'll we'll go back to the drawing board, but uh, that's the whole purpose of of the money. Why I charge people some money to uh, the book is normally twenty dollars, but uh, we work with uh, nonprofits where if they want to. Give the the book to their to their uh, constituents or their their group that that need the help. Um, we work with them and and let them have ten dollars, and we take ten for our autistic program and and cost. And that's really what the purpose of the 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 financial side of the book is. We're trying to do something for autistic kids, um, but we, what we found is it's actually helping people. And uh, the problem is that we're always working with the with people that are more and more disadvantaged, the homeless, the people, the people that have to come to your class because if they don't come to the class, they don't get to stay in the shelter, right? So it's it's not. I I know they're not coming because they want to hear me talk. Uh, <laughs> you know, you get into that kind of a thing. But once they're there and they actually get involved in it, and they find out it's not about me. It's about me acting as a mentor for them and encouraging them to find another mentor and other people in their lives that are positive. And then I teach them the 11th two-letter word, which is no. And that's to the victim's predators. When When that predator comes back, the answer is no. Thank you. I've already been there. I've already done that, and I forgive you, but I'm not going back into into your your game. So set up their own game and then move forward. But anyway, that's kind of a long dissertation on that part. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to have to run off to my uh, other job here. And uh, but Tom, it was uh, great great being on the show again. Again, I highly recommend for anybody listening, check out the website, check out Tom's book. If we can be of assistance to you or a business or whether it's you individually looking to do something different or you think it it would benefit the folks who work with you or for you, please contact Tom or contact the website and we would certainly be happy to put something together for you. I hope if nothing else, uh, uh, by me coming back on the show uh, this month and kind of sharing my story, you know, we both have, we both walk the talk. We both believe in in what's in the book and and how we take uh, excerpts from that and ideas from that, and we utilize them in our lives. And if it works for you, or you think it can work for you, we hope you would certainly give us a call. And if you're listening, uh, we we're 
very much appreciate your checking out uh, the program and checking out the concepts that we talk about. So with that, Tom, did you have anything else before I either sign off or close? I just want to mention that uh, I'm also a SCORE-certified mentor, and I help people with small businesses. Uh, I will be at 5959 Brown Street, uh, Glendale, Arizona, from 1230 to 330 on the 3rd of, of next month, 3rd of August. I'm there every month on the first uh, Saturday from 12.30 to 3.30. And people can just come in. You can, if you, even if you don't have a question about business, you can come in and talk about the business of you. That it's a free, free meeting. All you have to do is go up to the main desk and they'll point out where I'm at in the library. But the, the whole idea here is, is helping people that want to be helped and the the, my main driver in doing that is if I can get a person to become a productive human being where they get the things they want because they know they deserve it and they're willing to work for it, I have done my job and it makes me extremely happy. So I would be happy to work with anybody that has that kind of an attitude. Okay, Terry, uh, that's it for me. And that's it for me. And so with that, again, we would like to thank you for joining us on Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. We hope you'll join us next month. You can get us online or anytime at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe. In the meantime, feel free to comment. Join in the discussion by emailing us at successorfailure.org. Once again, this is Dr. Terry Munther and Tom Legering reminding you that success or failure, the choice is yours. You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.